Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled Galatians Chapter 5, Freedom of the Believer, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening, both new and those of you returning again. May you all be blessed of God. We also want to extend our heartfelt sadness to all those who have acquired coronavirus, or as it is becoming better known in the United States as COVID-19. Know that you are being prayed for to have a full recovery, regardless of age, as well as a miraculous blessing and healing. Remember, those of you who follow Christ, Remember what you have been told about social distancing. Remain a minimum of six feet apart and wear protection over your eyes, nose, and mouth at all times unless authorities relax such restrictions. Remember, we are not fully in the end times yet. So, following restrictions and guidelines now is proper and prudent. Please remember, above all else, respect, especially for those who are sick. I will caution you to be mindful of people's condition. Minister to them in acts of service and love. There are many creative ways we can do this. So please, witness in new and creative ways that keep everyone, including you, safe. Last week, we examined whether the coronavirus or COVID-19 is found in the Bible. It is not. We examined this from Matthew chapter 24. It was for sure a cursory examination. However, Matthew does hold enough information for answering many questions, but not all of them. This week, we will examine Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 of 12 verses. What does Galatians chapter 5 tell us? What can Galatians chapter 5 tell us that we do not already know? Let us get into Galatians chapter 5 and see. Then stand firm in the freedom with which Christ made us free, and do not be held again with a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you are circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man being circumcised, that he is a debtor to do all the law. You who are justified by law are deprived of all effect from Christ. You fell from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness out of faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any strength but faith working through love. 
Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, from Green's Literal Translation. Here is my first question. Notice how verse 6 speaks of both circumcision and faith at the same time. What is up with that? While a bit ahead of ourselves, I wanted to whet your appetite. I do think my question is a compelling one. A good and short overview of this fifth chapter in Galatians is as follows. This chapter is, properly, a continuation of the argument in the previous chapter and is designed to induce the Galatians to renounce their conformity to the Jewish law, a rid to become entirely conformed to the gospel. In particular, it seems to be designed to meet a charge that had been brought against them that he had preached the necessity of circumcision or that he had so practiced it as to show that he believed that it was obligatory on others. Under his example, all pleading his authority, it seems the false teachers there had urged the necessity of its observance. From Barnes New Testament Notes. That gives us an overview of what we can expect. However, if we look at these verses real close, we will see things we may never have seen before. So, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Commentary expands on this subject. It reads, Stand fast, therefore. Be firm and unwavering. This verse properly belongs to the previous chapter and should not have been separated from it. The sense is that they were to be firm and unyielding in maintaining the great principles of Christian liberty. They had been freed from the bondage of rites and ceremonies, and they should by no means and in no form yield to them again. From Barnes New Testament Notes That commentary passage says a lot. Hold fast or stand fast means the same thing which is to firmly remain in the same position or keep the same opinion. The rebels are standing fast and refuse to be defeated. He held fast to his principles. So, one could read commentary this way. Keep the same opinion, therefore. Be firm and unwavering. That alone says a lot. We are to form a right opinion, keep it, be firm and unwavering in its expression and holding of it. This conjoins with commentary further, which says, The sense is that they were to be firm and unyielding in maintaining the great principles of Christian liberty. The question that should be percolating in our mind is, 
How can we remain so firm in our beliefs and still show God's love to all we encounter? Well, as commentary said, they had been freed from the bondage of rites and ceremonies, and they should by no means and in no form yield to them again. Let's put that together better and read it this way. Keep the same opinion. Therefore, be firm and unwavering. The sense is that they were to be firm and unyielding in maintaining the great principles of Christian liberty. They had been freed from the bondage of rites and ceremonies, and they should by no means and in no form yield to them again. I know I've said this at least three times now, but I want you to get this. This is why backsliding is such an issue, leastwise in the States. Backsliding is the result of not learning this. We need to stay and stand firmly, unwavering and unyielding in what we believe, which is being saved in Christ. We cannot let the ways of the world, the unsaved, loosen our firm grip, cause us to waver and be yielding to things in our Bible and what we hear from God in our prayer times. We need to fearlessly hold on to what we presently believe and only allow our thoughts and present understanding to change what Scripture shows us it should. This way, we present a better gospel when we witness and, in some cases, teach. We present the gospel and the Bible to the best of our present knowledge, not simply or even primarily by interpretation alone. This is a very important understanding. Continuing in Galatians. Listen, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you at all. Galatians chapter 5 verse 2. Wow! No benefit at all. That is an impressively bold statement. It also ends with an exclamation point, too. Leastwise in my Bible. That means it is said with strong emphasis, to say the least. Commentary of this verse reads, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, I, who at first preached the gospel to you, I, too, who have been circumcised, and who was formerly a strenuous asserter of the necessity of observing the laws of Moses, and I, too, who am charged with still preaching the necessity of circumcision, now solemnly say to you that if you are circumcised with a view to being justified by that, in whole or in part, it amounts to a rejection of the doctrine of justification by Christ 
and an entire apostasy from him. He is to be, quote, a whole savior, end quote. No one is to share with him in the honor of saving men, and no right, no custom, no observance of law is to divide the honor with his death. The design of Paul is to give them the most solemn assurance on this point and by his own authority and experience to guard them from the danger and to put the matter to rest. Christ shall profit you nothing, will be of no advantage to you. Your dependence on circumcision in these circumstances will in fact amount to a rejection of the Savior and of the doctrine of justification by Him. From Barnes New Testament Notes Wow! Commentary just said a lot, and we are only on verse 2 of 6. Let's break this commentary passage down. It first said, after a semicolon joining a second thought with the word and, quote, I, too, who am charged with still preaching the necessity of circumcision, now solemnly say to you that if you are circumcised with a view of it being justified by that, in whole or in part, it amounts to a rejection of the doctrine of justification by Christ and an entire apostasy from him. End quote. That is a strong and powerful statement, leaving no wiggle room whatsoever. Here is the main point. The view of being justified by the act of circumcision alone was incorrect, while in whole, totality, or in part, either way was incorrect. The reason is it prevented the proper thought that he is to be, quote, a whole Savior, end quote. Meaning, I am fully saved by Christ, and there is no partial salvation whatsoever. You are either all in or all out. There just is no in-between. There is no middle ground or middle form of justification. It's all in or all out. As I just said, there is no middle ground whatsoever. Regardless of how unfair that may seem to some of you who hear this. We can say that Scripture is not interpreted this way to justify ourselves. If this is right, it is we who are incorrect. How can I say that? Commentary read further. No one is to share with him in the honor of saving men, and no right, no custom, no observance of law is to divide the honor with his death. First, let's pull the middle out of that for better understanding. 
it now reads, No one is to share with him in honor of saving men, to divide the honor with his death. Reading it with what we just removed for better clarity only makes this much worse, not better. So, no right, no custom, no observance of law is to divide the honor with his, Jesus Christ, with his death. Despite what you may have been taught, if we glory in the newly saved and we further put a notch in our belt to keep track of how many we personally have saved into Christ, we divide the honor of that act with his death. And I testify again to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. Galatians chapter 5, verse 3. Commentary tells us on this point, For I testify again to every man. This is the form of an oath, a calling God to witness, swearing by the living God, and declaring as in his presence to every man, whether Jew or Gentile, or Jew or the rest of us, whoever he may be that is circumcised in order to obtain salvation and as necessary to it that he is a debtor to do the whole law. And this it is that made circumcision an insupportable yoke, for that itself might be bore and was bore by children of eight days old. But the fulfilling of the whole law could not be done by any man. And yet everyone that is circumcised in order to procure righteousness and life is bound to keep the whole law, because the law is only his righteousness when he observes all that is required in it. And as the Lord has commanded, if he does not, he is pronounced accursed. And this proves what was before said, that Christ is of no profit to such persons, because they reject him and his righteousness, and, as much as in them, make void his obedience, sufferings, and death. Hence. The same thing is repeated, though not in the same words, in the next verse. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible We need to examine this commentary a bit closer in closing. This is the form of an oath, a calling God to witness, swearing by the living God, and declaring as in his presence to every man, whether Jew or Gentile, meaning the rest of us, whoever he be that is circumcised in order to obtain salvation, and as necessary to it, that he is a debtor to do 
the whole law. Here is my first question. If I be anyone, Jew or Gentile, whoever the person I may be, is, quote, a debtor to the whole law, end quote. Why? It opens with the why or reasoning. This is the form of an oath, a calling God to witness, swearing by the living God and declaring as in his presence to every man, whether Jew or Gentile, whoever he may be, that is circumcised, in order to obtain salvation and as necessary to it. That right there is the reasoning of why we are debtors to the whole law. Quoting Commentary Everyone that is circumcised in order to procure righteousness and life is bound to keep the whole law, because the law is only his righteousness when he observes all that is required in it. And as the Lord has commanded, if he does not, he is pronounced accursed. There is why Jesus died on the cross. If anyone can obey the full law, it sounds like he or she can be saved. However, that only provides some level of surety and for only that one person. This is at least in part why Christ took all our sins to the cross. Two, for one reason of many, remove this obligation to the individual person, male or female, thus bringing salvation to all with lower requirements. Such as now, we only need a simple prayer for our total salvation. Those who believe this should understand it is not as simple as it sounds, but it's not as complex as it seems. To simply, prayerfully, and in all sincerity ask Jesus to forgive one's sins and raise him or her anew in Christ, no work, no means of justification, just a simple, prayerful act in all manner of sincerity of heart and mind. Otherwise, commentary reads, and remember, whenever Scripture says the same thing twice, it is very important. Commentary reads, This proves what was before said, that Christ is of no profit to such persons, because they reject him and his righteousness, and, as much as in them lie, make void his obedience, sufferings, and death. Hence, the same thing is repeated, though not in the same words, in the next verse. That is profound as it is said twice. It is important. Where are you today? Where is your heart? Where is your mind? Today. Next week, we will examine part two of this passage.
we will look at verses 4 through 6 to finish this passage. Then we will continue in this chapter. Play or download next week's episode titled Galatians 5, Freedom of the Believer, Part 2. Download this episode next week from one of our podcast hosts or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. Please remember, we are praying for you. We wish any and all who are sick with coronavirus, or COVID-19, as many call it, that our great and powerful God heals you. Whether you are sick or not, we wish all our listeners well and perfect God-given health. May you all be blessed of God in a way you can not only see, but in a way that will give you testimony of His greatness and power. Amen. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God, as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is also found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop-compliant website. It is a subdomain hosted at site123.com. That is S I T. E123.com. Our site link is unchurched.site123.me. This website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with. Find direct links to all our platforms under the podcast menu item. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms. Please use the search phrase, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, no spaces, Church, to find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. 
if Podomatic has any server issues, all linked episodes on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore post all episodes on our backup host, www.podcasts.com. That is podcast with an S. Again, our site address is www.podcasts.com or go to anchor.fm slash unchurched. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.